0: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else.
1: Well, there are some perks to being what is referred to in the radio business as on-air talent. I've never been that comfortable with that designation, but that's what they call people who are on the air. The, yeah, talent. the talent. It's weird. Isn't it weird? Yeah. This. <laughs> So right now we're having a fire drill in the building. We're on the sixth floor of our Odyssey Empire Studios here, (laughs) and that means that uh, you can't use the elevator, so the rest of the employees of Odyssey are currently filing down multiple staircases as they engage in the fire drill. However, we received a memo this morning that said, On Air Talent currently... Hosting their shows are exempt from said fire drill. You may continue on with your program. There so goes we all the
2: non-talent out seeing, to the parking
1: lot. Yes, we are sitting here comfortably as talented people, while
3: the <laughs> untalented people are exiting the building like sheep. But we could have uh, gotten a break. So I don't know what you guys are. I don't know what you're beating your chest about. We could be oh. downstairs breathing in the That's fresh true. air right you're now. Right.
2: We'll be back in about twenty minutes. Yeah, see, <laughs> so I want to
3: participate in the fire drill actually. So I know what to do. Just dead air? Yeah, dead air. <laughs> Play the waiting music like you hear in a, a doctor's <laughs> office. Music. Uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Muzak.
2: Muzak, yeah. yeah. Here's so Bob we- Melvin on with Chris. Yesterday. Yeah, we'll just replay,
3: the, replay it twice. <laughs> Go do our fire drill. So it, I didn't see like any... Uh, uh, sirens. I didn't even hear anything. That's a little
2: concerning.
3: Like, so if we the just building to was guess? actually
1: on fire, we might be in
3: trouble in uh, here. For on-air talent, just wait till you see smoke <laughs> or flames. <laughs> in your and soundproof then, yeah, studios, you'd have good. no
1: idea. There was no strobe lights. No. There were some safety officers who came by with mega, megaphones.
3: and I missed that.
1: And boards, safety, but you're facing the, the, the wrong casts. direction. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's the only other indication. Otherwise, I would have had no idea. Guy in
3: the guy in the chat took a shot, said if there's a fire... It only burns the non talented people. You're fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of good, you know, healthy uh, discourse about Bob Melvin. But at the end of the day, what remains is that Bob Melvin is the manager of the Giants. And we move on to the next hire of the San Diego Padres. We move on to free agent season. You know that that's what's that five days after the World Series is that correct, Ben? Uh, nice yeah, five days after you
1: can start uh, the process. Is it of five signing days creations. after
2: the final game, I or is it five days after the scheduled game seven? No, no, what, five what days after it? the final game. after Got the game. So, okay, yeah, and like, um,
1: literally like next Monday we could be opening. So Rangers
2: win tonight. Five days from now, one two
1: three four five. Either Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. you can start with free agent season. And coming up this hour. Uh, got some uh, projected numbers as to what guys like Blake Snell could get. Um, a bit of a surprise. On <laughs> yeah, I'd say I so. Say. Jim Bowden from uh, The Athletic, the former GM, what, what he thought Blake Snell would command on the the open market. Uh, we'll get to that coming up. Right now, though, Paulie's got some headlines. It is time for a very talented edition of The Rindle Report. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. The Rindle Report.
2: Now, tuned into the motherfucking greatest welcome
3: to the reindle report with paul reindle hi paul all right two
2: stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet we'll start off in major league baseball and one story that you didn't know you needed are you laughing beyond
3: it's the reindle report
2: hey paul how are you doing okay how are you on
3: 97.3 the fan are you ready to blast the
2: I need some help, please.
0: <laughs> that was good. Can I get a hooyah?
2: Oh, oh, yeah. All right. All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, talent. Good morning. Good morning. All yes, right. So I will
1: only respond now to talent.
2: You know what word I hated was jocks? Just jo- a jocks. Radio jock. jock. Yeah. yeah. A jock. Like Never a disc that. jockey. No, a
1: jock. jock. I was never a jock.
2: Make sure the I was the jocks. jocks have everything they need.
1: I was in a nerd. remote
2: broadcast. <laughs> we no, the, like a jock.
3: I was a jock, like a district Yes,
1: I know. But in school, were you a jock? You were a. Were you the punk? I was Pu- not a punk. You weren't punk.
3: I was like a secret golf. Punk. I was not golf. Okay, but I loved I was golf.
1: Definitely, squarely in the nerd camp <laughs> in high school. <laughs> no doubt about it. God. We know. I was. I, I mean, I played sports. But, I, but you weren't a jock. But You're, I loved music. You weren't dis- defined by sports. Mm-hmm. Jocks are defined no. by their participation no. in sports. No. Nerds are defined by their a- academic just focus. A, just, and just a guy. Possible I've... interest in like fantasy
3: literature. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a guy. You're I had a, a lot of friends, a lot of friends in different groups. You could move
1: around from different social yeah, circles. Yeah, but I was, I was like a... It's hard to do in high school. I was like a secret punk. You're I did a nomad.
3: I didn't dress, the, but right. I like smoked and drank and did things I shouldn't do. <laughs> you know, it was a trouble. Rebel. You were a rebel. 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 Yeah, rebe- rebel probably better. a better... Delinquent. Yeah, delinquent. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All That's right, sure. gentlemen, let's start off in college football. The first college football playoff rankings came out yesterday... So you get the AP coaches' polls always come out on Sundays, and then it's going to be Tuesdays moving forward. We'll get the college football playoff rankings. Yeah,
1: they make no sense at all.
2: It's a little bit different. It really doesn't mean anything <laughs> right now until uh, we get closer Only to the Only the last one actually
1: playoffs. means anything at all. Yeah. The rest of them really don't mean anything, but they make no sense.
2: Yeah, a little bit of a shakeup here. Ohio State was the number one seed okay, in the college football okay. playoff Ohio rankings.
1: State, who has actual wins. They beat... What, Penn State? They beat Notre Dame? Okay, so the college football playoff committee is saying, we value quality wins. Right? That's why we're making Ohio State number one. The eye test may say hey, Florida might be better. Michigan's Not wins. Florida, Florida State Florida might State. be better. Michigan, Georgia, got the reputation. They haven't lost a game in well, two years. Yeah. But Ohio State actually has wins this year. Ohio so, State
2: number three in the AP poll.
1: Right. So, so we're moving them up to number one based on their
2: quality wins. Georgia slides down to number two they're number 1 in the AP but they are number 2 in the college football playoff rankings. Uh Michigan amidst everything going on with them, they're number 3, Florida State is number 4, and then on the outside looking in, a couple of Pac-12 schools, Washington at number 5, five and Oregon is at number okay, 6. Okay, here's where
1: you lose me. If you're valuing actual wins, you just told me that Oregon is number 6. They're the one, the best one-loss team in the country. Who was their one-loss to? Washington.
2: Washington. Washington.
1: So Washington literally has the best win in the country this year, <laughs> beating Oregon. How could they not be in the top four if you're valuing actual wins on the field? How could they be number five? They've had a couple close calls. I get it. But they yes. have the best win in the nation this year on the field. I'm not saying that Washington is one of the four best teams, but... If what you're telling me is right in this snapshot, you're valuing actual games on the field like Ohio State, then Washington should be like number two, not number well, five.
3: But I think you're. It's like you get upset at power rankings, and you know this is going to change <laughs> every week.
1: I get it. If you just keep winning, you're fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, so it's, it's, it's it doesn't like, really matter. But I still
3: like it to make sense. You're very logical. You mm. take these things very seriously. That it, it, when at the end of the year is really the only time it matters. That right. how it ends yeah. is how it matters. Um, that's the only one that you should power rankings. You should do them on the last day of the season. This is the best team in baseball. This is the second best team in baseball. This is done to, but spark conversation. I mean, it doesn't. Like fa- this. The
1: narrative has been wow. Pac twelve strong going away, but they're having their strongest year ever. All oh, they had eight teams in the top twenty five. Washington is the only is the undefeated top of the. Top of the heap in the Pac-12, they beat Oregon, who is by your own rankings the top one-loss team in the country. Yet you, you don't put them in the top four. I, I just don't get it. I'm not a Washington fan. I just don't get it.
3: Uh, yeah,
2: I i wouldn't worry about it too much. I'm not worried yet. about yet. You, you not, sound very. I'm
3: not. I'm not. You, but you're very up in arms.
2: That was college football. Over to the NFL. The NFL trade deadline has come and gone. There's- Really no trade deadline like Major League Baseball's trade no, deadline. nothing even close. Uh, NBA can get a little... We're so used to seeing superstars rabid. just rotate. They're so complicated in the, the NBA. The NBA's big moment is early July, early July yeah, when yep. free agents can sign all their ridiculous record-setting contracts at 12.01 in the morning. Yep. <laughs> in the
1: NBA, though, fans can't really come up with trades because you have to be so intricate in your salary cap like yes, your numbers that have to match up that you can't actually come up with an NBA trade. No, you can say without, you should
3: get so and
1: so, but but without knowing every single number, you can, you can't do it yourself. But in
3: baseball, anyone can come up with a trade but we did and they some, are fantastic. Keep them coming, by the way. <laughs> I can't get enough of some we
1: should of should do the a pro- whole
2: show on just trade proposed trades. Yeah. And then in I've football, seen.
3: they're just
1: you're almost always just trading for picks. Which I mean is important, but is is just kind
3: of boring. Well, it's, just, it, it's also the the teams that say I'm done with this guy, <laughs> like 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 Chase Young, the the Niners. You saw it 100 it's a hundred perfect example. You saw it a hundred times yesterday. Everyone tweeting the the gif of how do they keep getting away with this? <laughs> getting a guy like Chase Young for a three, you third know, round third draft round draft, yeah. draft pick, and now he's going to bolster. Uh, what was the most fearsome defense? Maybe there's a, there's a lot of good defenses out there actually this year. They but were three weeks ago. They were I don't three know weeks what's ago. Yeah, in the last it's, three it's weeks, really, but, but he's he's going to help that. You team. He can't keep getting away with it! That's that's what the Niners
2: are the, doing. The right
1: one now. move that didn't make really any sense to me is why were the Bears at two and six because. sending a second round pick to Washington for Montez Sweat? Right. What, what are you expecting him to do? Turn you. You're going to win the rest of your games now? I don't know. You're the you big, might have won a draft pick. <laughs> What are you giving up a draft pick at this point in the season for? You're a seller, not a buyer? Correct. That made no sense. Uh, the Vikings, with Kirk Cousins going out, they pick up a quarterback, not a really good one, but they get Josh Dobbs, who has become expendable in Arizona with Kyler Murray getting close. He's not back this week. All they have is Clayton Toon this week. He's the only quarterback on the roster the at game. the moment. Who are they so, playing?
2: Because I'm going to bet uh, against
1: him. Name that tune. I think they play the Cleveland
3: Browns. Oh, God, never mind.
2: That's the uh, top pick across the country. It's it's Survivor. Survivor? Yeah, pick. I'm I mean, thinking Cleveland. about it, too. I'm it thinking sense. about it. But just, they obviously,
3: you
1: know, Deshaun Watson's not playing, so they still have, um, <sighs> what's his name? Their backup quarterback? Bernie Kosar. No, <laughs> no, he was 42 years old. Tommy DeVito. No, that's no. The
3: uh, Walker, PJ Walker. Yes, of course, PJ Walker. It's such a, it's such a quarterback-driven yeah. league that when some quarterbacks go down, it's really, really. Hey, it's but at least really, PJ Walker's been playing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, but it's tough to watch. Yeah, it's definitely tough to gamble on. I'm also and really thinking tough about for survivor pick the
1: Saints who are playing those Chicago Bears. Although you know Montez Sweat's there now, so
3: <laughs>
2: good luck betting uh, on the Saints. All right, finally I'm gonna ruin a lot of people's day possibly here oh, uh, More well, bob melvin audio yes. perhaps. Yeah. where do you guys stand on frozen pizza uh di we'll eat it in a pinch if it's
3: there and somebody makes me like a red baron <laughs> i'll eat a french bread
1: red baron i do like a stouffer's french red pizza they're
3: fantastic yeah you like stouffer's better than red baron
1: um I think they're nostalgic. Comparable. Just that's what mom used to make Stouffer's. was the stofers.
3: piping hot, searing, I burned my mouth, marinara. Yeah. So many times I'm at marinara sauce, but I used to like Totinos, the very thin one, the very thin. What about bagel bites? I'll eat bagel elite. bites. They just they're just elite. They're always chewy because I don't right. have an I don't have like the proper yeah. way to cook
2: them. The air fryer, Is yeah. the air
3: fryer, the way to go. That's now? really the way yeah, to go probably. for all of that stuff.
2: I yeah, hot pockets or not hot pockets. The um, what are the Pizza Rolls. Pizza Rolls.
3: Totino's.
1: That's Totino's,
3: right? I got
2: sick on them one time,
3: and I haven't really been able to go back. I, got eight, I think I ate too many. We, uh, oh, I remember, we used to do... The little way, gross pepperoni in there. Way back in the day. <laughs>
1: Nuggets. Side, yeah. side note of Ben's history in radio. Back in the old mighty 690 days, we had a Sunday football show that... Um, who came in? Uh, it was Joe Totino hosted it and put it all together and... Um, Deacon Jones came in, wow. and they, it was almost like a red zone for radio, and they just kind of go around each game and discuss, but the sponsor was Freschetta Pizza, <laughs> and every week, I mean, they actually gave us this, like, portable pizza oven and, like, 50 frozen pizzas, and all we did all day was just make frozen pizza after frozen pizza, as uh, Craig and I did all the updates <laughs> during, you know, the top and bottom of the hour for Foot, the football show.
3: I see radio uh, back then was still wasn't
1: no. spending money. No.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, frozen, frozen pizza. Frozen <laughs> pe- yeah. Hey, Deacon Jones, NFL Hall of Famer. Frozen Sit pizza. Sit down. Yeah. Let me grab yeah. you I've a little. Have a frozen, frozen pizza. pizza. Well,
2: bud. as uh, the calendar turns to November, Thanksgiving just a few weeks away. DiGiorno, this is is selling a Thanksgiving pizza. Hmm.
3: He told me the story this morning, and I I had to. Swallow it down.
2: Costs $11 each. Let me throw the uh, picture up here on the stream for anybody watching, following along. A DiGiorno frozen Thanksgiving pizza. It includes turkey, gravy, sweet potatoes, green beans, cranberries, cheese, and, quote, a crispy onion topping. I, um...
3: Imagine I'm a, okay with this. Imagine a gravy base now, instead the, of marinara. Okay, so the, the comments
2: gr- were kind of torn. The People gr- were like, the this gra- could
3: low-key be delicious. So the gravy is the key.
1: If the gravy's decent, there's nothing wrong with putting all those ingredients together. The bread, the crust... Goes well with, I mean, turkey, you put chicken on pizza all the time. That's not crazy. Never the, had turkey on pizza, though. But, I mean, how different is it from chicken on pizza? Not that different. So I've had vegetables the... on pizza all the time. Well, that looks pretty good, actually. The you cranberries, I think, are weird, but how is that different than pineapple on a pizza? A little. Kind of a tart, sweet
3: I don't part the of the pizza. I, I you know don't mind, I mind that either. The gravy. That's what I don't want. Gravy I just worry that pizza. the
1: gravy is not going to be great, but it's a that sauce good, that goes though. underneath. I think it looks okay. So the chain, Ur-
2: Urban, they have a mashed potato pizza, delicious. which sounds different it's for delicious. sure. You got to be willing to go out on a, let to oh. try it. It's fantastic. I get the, uh, it's a mashed mashed potato Lu- potato you love base. Luigi's.
1: They have the sports bar. It has potato skins. Like, uh, like bacon, cheese, little pieces of potato. It's like a potato skin pizza. Yeah. And it's really good. Urban's well. mashed
2: potato pizza. It's like mashed potato base instead of sauce. And then there's like bacon or something on Delicious. top. I've had so it. I think if you put like some turkey on there, it'd be fine. It's. I'm with you. The gravy is the uh, the odd.
1: Yeah. I mean like canned gravy, no, gravy I... powders and stuff. They can be it's, nasty. it's
3: DiGiorno? Do you think it's going to be the
1: world's I finest gravy? I don't, that's the problem. That's, the, that's my concern is the gravy.
3: I don't really at a like restaurant. gravy, though, at all. I don't really eat gravy, not even How on you my. <laughs> all the weight, I well, I not eating eating gravy. other stuff. <laughs> now you put some deviled it's... eggs on there. Now we're talking.
1: Maybe I, some ambrosia I mean,
2: salad. Do we have an oven in here? I'll, I'd, I'd order one. I, of these you and know, and like try
1: like it. cafeteria gravy is the worst. Worst. Absolute. Like powdered instant gravy is. I terrible. I like that
3: gravy skin that gets on the top of You're the supposed to remove the gravy. Name. No, I eat it. I just, just hold it up
2: and <laughs> eat it. Yeah. So, but, if you're interested in trying a DiGiorno Thanksgiving pizza, they're not sold in stores. You have to go online. What? You go online. They're releasing limited numbers of them every Wednesday.
3: This is like The shoes, Paulie likes. Between you gotta now, get them. You gotta.
2: You gotta get them. Oh man, I didn't get the pizza that I wanted. Each one only costs eleven. I'm gonna see if I can order
3: one. All right, order one. I'll try. Every
2: to, Wednesday, try a bite. they also have a Thanksgiving sweater. This is DiGiorno, <laughs> which is fantastic. wear that this year. Right. They've already sold out. My, for my costume
1: for the holiday extravaganza. So next this Wednesday, we can try to place an order. All right.
2: and maybe we'll do that on uh, the day before Thanksgiving. We're on the air here.
3: I feel like uh, I feel like a guy that was. It's like no family and single. This is would be his thanks. He's like, well, I don't really have a family to eat Thanksgiving dinner with, but at least I have my DiGiorno Thanksgiving pizza. I knock it all out and. One fell swoop There's everything copy, uh... I need.
1: There's a comment in the chat I need to address, but I want to wait until after we come back.
3: You want to tease it what it is? With uh, well, this holiday sweater?
1: <laughs> no, I'm just going to leave it. Oh, look at that sweater. <laughs> DiGiorno. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. You're not going to tease it? No, comment. I'm not going to tease it. Okay. We'll just come back with it. And we'll talk about uh, the Blake Snell contract projections that kind of blew us away yesterday. All coming up after a check of traffic with Ben Woods here on 97.3 The Fan.
3: Gravy talk uh, at the break here. I'm from Texas and I don't like gravy. It's a bit of a cardinal. You're scent. not really to a text, your Texas card. I did long t- a biscuits long time and go. gravy. Disgusting. They're biscuits not, and jelly, biscuits good. and honey. Fine. But no gravy. No gravy. Who wants gravy at breakfast? Let's get something that just Sausage weighs me gravy. down. <laughs> you put a little chalula on it, it's pretty good. Put a little chalula on anything, it's pretty good. You know? I had,
1: so I had the comment here during the break from fan 619 Said, we're talking about that Thanksgiving pizza from DiGiorno. Yeah, it looks good, except for those who hate their food to touch. I was that kid. No food touching food was my rule growing up at home. When mom, like, made dinner, had to be separate quadrants of the plate, like the peas, in the,
3: balls you are. the
1: potatoes, the meat, <laughs> no sauces on anything. No food could touch food.
3: You weren't a sauce guy when you were a kid? Not really, no. This is very much Bo. Uh, he is five, and he does not like his food to touch either. Because that, that would like be food touching food. He doesn't like sauces. And I saw him making a parking lot the other day with his cars. Like me. Which means he's also going to have giant calves. It's a little Ben. <laughs> yeah, little Ben. Now, I just like stuffing everything
1: into a bowl. Yeah, put it in a blender and just together. drink it. Yeah, exactly. A <laughs> well, textural always, element. but
3: I always, uh, there, were, there was a kid that broke his jaw when we were in like oh, eighth grade. And and had had to blend up to all the And I was like, like what'd you have less than these? and meat like, meatballs. I'm like, <laughs> I just want to die. How about that? I just I can't <laughs> even think about it. Sucking down spaghetti and meatballs through a straw, but you do what you got to do. <laughs>
1: Matthew says, "Woods, one text into another brutal take on the gravy." It is. Michael says, "Ben, so OCD. I yeah, don't I
3: like. Uh, I, yeah, I just I never ever liked it, man. i I have a little like on chicken fried steak, but I don't want anything slathered in it. I think I've had some bad gravy. You can't and that's what, not
1: slather gravy. Gravy is like by definition, it covers the whole dish. I know." You don't like just dip a little. Can you give me tiny good, bit of gravy.
2: Good gravy, a spoonful right on top of the mashed potatoes. A spoon, brown or white, brown, gravy. brown
3: gravy. Yeah,
2: more doable for me than
3: the white gravy. What about au jus like a french dip sandwich
2: like i think of the gravy at the table on thanksgiving for mashed potatoes maybe some turkey is totally different than the biscuits and gravy that's a
3: different kind yeah one's white one's brown
1: turkey gravy is brown gravy right Uh, sausage gravy for biscuits and gravy is a white gravy i just don't need it
3: i just don't need it on on my stuff i'm good i love sauces but like on my thanksgiving thing i just mix everything with mashed potatoes and that's like my own version of gravy (laughs) That's my gravy, mashed potatoes. That's what
1: the the mashed potatoes need
3: most is the gravy, Mm -hmm. though. Not if they're done right. You don't need it at all. Just masking it. Masking the flavor. I digress. I can't wait for Thanksgiving now. Uh, Congratulations
1: to Andy. He heard the Chris Stapleton sounder during our break, called in, and won a pair of tickets to uh, Chris Stapleton at Petco Park on March 2nd. It's not as far away as that seems. We're already in November. We are. So we're like five months away from Chris Stapleton. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. If you want to get your own, we'll have more to give away uh, tomorrow and Friday, I believe. I also have some Aztecs football tickets to give away tomorrow for their homecoming gaming Is Utah State this Saturday.
3: I had a lot of relatives, second cousins and uncles, and they smelled like gravy. And I think that <laughs> is what the issue was for me growing up in Texas. It's a I perva- It's a smell of my youth. Yeah. There was gravy everywhere, and I think I just was like, it doesn't, it doesn't smell good to me. And so I think that's what what happened. Why wouldn't it smell good though? It's the essence of what's been cooking.
1: It's like the rendered, the yeah, the flour the fat in the, there. Yeah, that just, should be a good smell. The a gravy the, is
3: a good smell, greasy and gravy. That's there's a smell. It smells like a truck stop. It just never. I had again. I had relatives that smelled like this. Now
1: I will admit, lumpy gravy where you get those little chunks of flour that didn't get yeah, dissolved. Disgusting.
3: That's horrible. It's absolutely It's recugnant. absolutely probably choked on one of those a couple nasty. times too. Yeah.
1: So, if you see those lumps, you just stay away
3: from the When gravy. you land in Texas, it pretty much smells like gravy everywhere <laughs> you go, every restaurant. So, I think I just got I just got over it, man. I got over it. So go ahead. Whatever else you wanted to talk about. Free uh, agents and whatnot.
2: No,
1: we'll get to the free agents. Uh, Jim Bowden from The Athletic uh, did some projections yesterday. Heard uh, Coach talking about it. Uh, came out right after our show about what some of the top free agents on the market could possibly, he thinks, command. And the one for Blake Snell was uh, surprising. What was it, Paul? Well, why don't we tease it here? What, what was the number? I
2: believe, I'm double-checking, five years, 122.
3: So just can't just say stuff. I think
2: so. Right article. around
1: twenty oh, yes four and a half million per year,
3: coming off of Cy Young, likely. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he he,
1: he should, also had him he behind Aaron
2: Nola and Jordan Montgomery.
1: Okay, the third coveted pitching free agent on the market.
2: His prediction: he says uh, the best fits are the Cardinals, Red Sox, Yankees, Giants, Dodgers, and Padres contract prediction five years 122 million
3: i think it's more i do i will say I mean, uh, we I'll, were
2: thrown out like 160 180
3: so a lot of people said it's the carlos Rodon deal which was i think 6 160 is that right um yeah and and he's he was terrible right, let's so let's we'll discuss
1: see. this when we come back with more ben and woods on san diego's number one sports station 97.3 the fan
3: A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate
0: negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
2: If your day sounds like...
1: We need to report ASAP.
2: You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. more two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crownley Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: All right, five years, $122 million for one Blake Snell. That is the projection from the Athletics' Jim Bowden, former Cincinnati Reds general manager. But oh, I love projections. It feels a little on the light side to me for especially a guy coming off a of Cy Young. Here's what, here's what he wrote. Blake Snell, front runner, won the NL Cy Young Award after a special season in which he went 14-9 and with a 2.25 ERA, 234 strikeouts over 32 starts. Didn't allow a run in five of his last six starts. Snell ranked in the 100th percentile in pitching run value and breaking run value. Opposing batters hit just 079 against his curveball, 185 against his changeup, and 123 against his slider. I ranked Snell behind Jordan Montgomery and Aaron Nola based on the feedback I've heard from teams, and because he's pitched 180 innings only twice in his eight-year career and pitched fewer than 130 innings in the other six seasons. So, this isn't simply just what he thinks, but also what he's hearing from executives that seem to be a little bit higher on the other two premium pitching free agents in the market, Jordan Montgomery and Aaron
3: Nola. Yeah, I mean, and obviously we're biased because we saw Blake Snell's ability to get in trouble, get out of trouble with some of the nastiest pitches on the planet. Um we marveled at it, in fact. A lot of people said, you know, it is concerning. It's concerning when you're walking a couple of guys and anybody. You have the ability to, 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 you know, get out of it with three straight K's. You know, I think if you're a, an opposing uh, GM, you look at it and go, "Well, is he going to keep that up?" I mean, nasty is nasty. Like he's he's nasty, and he does have that ability. So
2: we said that well before the Cy Young season. Oh yeah, we said when he's on, he's as nasty, nasty as anybody in baseball.
3: You know, the the only thing and. I mean, they're all the 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 guys that are coming up the 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 hottest names in free agency. They're all around the same age. I don't know what their innings are. Blake Snell, you know, for all his uh, detractors, and he had many here in San Diego. The dude went out and pitched every five days. I mean, he did. He was he was pretty durable uh, yep. for this team, and that 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 says a lot to me.
2: Ben just read was that from Bowden, who said, no, I think you know, the... he's he's only made it 180 innings twice in his career. Doesn't that?" He, he, he That sounds like a negative. But if you're signing a guy for five years, doesn't that mean he's a little more fresh than the guy that throws 200-plus every year? Well,
3: uh, nobody throws 200-plus, 200 uh, 250, or anything like right. that anymore. It's just it's so rare. So, But I, the
2: way he wrote that, it sounds like it's a, a knock on Snell, but if you're signing a guy for five, six years... Well, I mean, it can go both ways because you're like, he's not going to go deep in the ball because he's got 84 pitches by the third. Which does
3: anybody on your roster go deep in the ball? Exactly. Games? So that's the thing. I mean, I think they're are definite fits for blake snell i think this place still remains a good one and i think if it's five one twenty two which for the record i don't think it will be i think five one twenty two you have to you have have to absolutely look at bringing him back for five and one twenty again that is
1: under 25 million a yeah, year
3: i think you absolutely do you That's basically are going to have
1: to spend 16 million a year just to bring back michael walker correct right that's not that much of an upgrade, then financially. Like, this is right. potentially what signed cost Blake cost. Would you rather have Blake Snell or Michael Walker? Blake Snell. Blake uh, Snell. Uh, you know, Blake Snell would be the answer there. I think. I think Jim Bowden's got this one wrong. I'll explain why after a check of traffic here on ninety-seven-three. The Fam. I want to say I do agree with his analysis. Uh, it's the reason why I was and have been okay with the Padres walking away from Blake Snell. I don't think you want to overpay. For Blake Snell and what is almost certainly going to be a bit of a step back, step back season, you know, and you know, he may have another spectacular season on this next deal, but it's going to be much more expensive, and he's still going to go, you know, probably get off to a slow start of uh, in the year, and he's still going to have that pitch count racking up, and he's going to walk a bunch of guys, and I am okay not paying premium bucks for that. Now, if you could get him for five one twenty two, that is very That's intriguing. Enticing. And I'm sure that there are plenty of GMs that he has talked to, insiders who have that same analysis. I mean, is there anybody like,
2: better for less? Blake
1: Snell is great, but here are the here are the red flags. Here are the caution signs. But in free agency, you don't need if if everyone except for one GM agrees that Blake Snell is probably not worth that kind of money. You know what Blake Snell gets? The highest deal. He gets the one guy who thinks, you know what, he won the Cy Young, we need someone like that, I'm willing to pay a little bit more, a premium for that guy. You don't need everybody in baseball to agree that Blake Snell is a $165 million pitcher. You You need need one one guy to think he's a $165 million pitcher. Yep. Just like... Matt Carpenter didn't need everyone to think he was a $12 million player. He needed one guy to think he was a $12 million player, and that's the contract he gets. And that was the only guy. That was, from what of. we've heard, that was probably the only guy who thought that. So you, the game is not to get everyone to agree what Blake Snell is worth. Correct. The game is to get one guy to think you're worth a lot, and,
3: and he's got the agent to help him do that. That's the guy who's better <laughs> now, at that than anyone. Now,
1: here's the interesting thing with these projections: like Bowden, Bowden says, Jordan Montgomery, five years, one hundred twenty-seven million. So just a little bit ahead of Blake Snell. They both have the same agent, in Scott Boris. I wonder what does Scott Boris tell his two clients in terms of well your top competition on the market right now is Jordan Montgomery to Blake's no Blake says your top competition is Blake it, who gets who gets more and who's going to be upset that who they didn't first? they didn't get as much as the other guy in this in this off season of you know limited resources and means out there,
3: I don't I don't know much about Jordan Montgomery the person. I do know a little bit about Blake Snell the person, a, a person that values comfort uh, and familiarity and over shoes, over a lot and, and shoes, sunglasses, yeah, and video games, yes. like video games, um, <laughs> and Don Orsillo. He loves Don Orsillo <laughs> and Mud Grant more than anything. So familiarity, I I can speak to that to say if Blake Snell is making the old. Pros and cons list in his kitchen with his lady friend. Pros. Love it here. Love Niebla. Love the fans. Love the announcers. Love the city. Love the West Coast. Got a place to
2: live. Place to live.
3: Don't have to do anything. We just come back to the same. I'm good.
1: I know everybody. If you're the kind of... Talent
2: on the roster. If you're the kind of
1: player, though, who makes those... Lists about what you really value, you know, beyond monetary, what you value. Don't you go with another
3: agent? I think you do. If, I, you're, I, the, I have if always
1: you're that kind of that. list maker, isn't there another agent out there who's probably better yeah, for you? I've, I've always See, thought I, that. I
2: disagree a little bit. I would push back and just say that, yes, Scott Boris is the best at what he does. He gets the most for his clients. But if his client has a team, two or three teams that, like, this is where I want to be. His job is still to get the most out of I, those teams. I, 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 I
1: get that, but you know, Woods and I have an agent, and if if he didn't listen to what I really wanted, I wouldn't want him as an agent. Correct. And I get the sense that it would be hard to challenge Scott Boris. If Scott Boris comes and says, all right, we're going to do that. We're going to do this marketing campaign. I've come up with some great puns that have to do with your name, Snell. Snell, what he's cooking. And we are going to go all in and we're going to get these offers. You're going to feel kind of obligated at that point. Kind of got to take the highest offer. I've gotten into, I've gotten into bed with this guy. I really do have to now take the highest offer. I'd hate to have to go to war going, Scott, I know you, you got me a hundred and eighty million dollar offer from I'll take this 120. team, but I would rather take one twenty from this other team. I don't know about that, you know, because there are other agents who will absolutely say, "What? Where do you want to be? We'll make it happen." You know, we'll get you the most we can from that one team. We'll make it happen. Tony Gwynn and John Boggs did it many, many times.
3: Indeed. Indeed, yeah, it, it, it's player dependent, but and I do I do agree with that sentiment. I we, we don't know Scott Boris. We know him a little bit. True. We know what we hear. We know the reputation. The reputation is well earned. But again, on his pro and con list, you know, that's that's probably a big part of it. Familiarity. He has spoken to that a million times. Does he at this point in his career want to Would he leave $30 million on the table, though? That's a a question you have to look, say, it's great here, but is it worth $30 million? I don't know. So do you bring Blake Snell back um, and and hope for the best? I always ask the question in my head, can I see him on the mound in a Game 7 and feel comfortable with him in a Game 7? And I think my answer is a resounding yes when it comes to Blake Snell. But I think my answer is a resounding yes to most of the names mentioned uh, as far as starting pitchers going uh, go on that list.
1: Now, there's a couple of wild cards here. Uh, Aaron Nola is one of them. He's not represented by Scott Boris. He is the most accomplished of the pitchers, at least by like overall war. His career war is 31.7. That's 10 higher than Blake Snell's career war of 21.1. He also has more mileage on his arm at the same age, and it feels like Aaron Nola's best days may be more behind him than in front of him. I, I mean, again,
3: we can't you can't really say that with with any certainty other than just a gut feeling. Um, man, we've seen guys. We've seen guys really thrive, you know, uh, it, from 30 to 35. We have. It doesn't necessarily mean they'll decline. Do they get in the right system with the right pitching coach, the right team around him? I don't know, man. Like, I I like all – if those three guys are the guys on the the – Market and we end up with one of them. I, I feel good about that. His
1: projection, Nola's, is five years, one twenty-five. So I mean, throw a blanket on all five years, one twenty-two. Snell, five one twenty-five. Nola, five one twenty-seven. Montgomery. Those are from Jim Bowden. The other wild card is the Japanese pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and he has the highest projection of of any of the pitchers on the market for him. Seven years, two hundred eleven million
3: dollars. Wow. Um, how, how old is he? He, must be he is twenty five. Twenty five, man. That's five, definitely a big buy in five more years. And while
2: he ain't pitching in twenty twenty four, Shohei Otani remains an X yeah, yep. on that's the market. That's a that's a whole, different, a whole different argument different there. Ball there of
1: but, wax. <laughs> um, but in terms of just the pitchers alone, uh, Yamamoto is the highest projected of all of them according to Jim Bowden here. Amazing, and he has basically the Dodgers in on everybody. Dodgers in on Otani, on fun. Yamamoto. Dodgers in on Montgomery. Uh, he doesn't have men on Nola. He has mostly East Coast teams and the Giants for NOLA for some reason. And the Dodgers-Boris Dodgers thing is a,
3: is a real is a real thing. I've heard that before. I've seen their fans uh, bitch about it well, a lot. They don't deal with Scott Boris. They probably should. The Padres deal with him just about as much yeah, as anyone. It, it, I think you need a happy medium there. I, I don't think you – you can't you shouldn't be known as Scott Boris's favorite team to deal with. I think that's probably a <laughs> – He sings uh, the a, praises of the yeah, Padres a little too much. I don't know that it's a moniker that you, <laughs> <Wouldn't> really, you? <laughs> really, really want. I mean, ten
2: percent of every contract. <laughs> how much money has Scott <laughs> Boris made off of AJ Preller? I mean, he's
3: at some point Preller's got to go to him and Go, you owe me one now, MF. It's time to flip the script not a little bit. Not how the game works. Not how <laughs> it you works seen at Jerry
2: all. Jerry Maguire. Yeah, you used how to how run works. the numbers up on me, Jerry. Now it's my turn. That's it's my turn. Click
3: <laughs> the great Glenn Fry, rest <laughs> in peace. Um yeah, the uh, the the rumors of of the Giants going after Otani Mamoto are, are real. Um and and the, there's going to be a lot of guys in play for these guys, man. A lot of guys. It's such a premium uh position starting pitching and and you're getting a good one. I mean, really, any of those three guys or four guys, you're getting a really really good starting pitcher that you can count on. So, I hope we're in. I hope we're in on uh, at least one of those guys. I think we need it. We need it badly.
1: Uh, some of the other players that Bowden thinks would be a good fit for the Padres, he has them by the way exercising their option on waka the two years, thirty-two million dollar okay. option at sixteen million dollars a year.
3: After hearing some of these these uh, prices, I'm I'm okay with that as um, well.
1: Obviously, he has them interested in bringing Seth Lugo back. Uh, he projects two years, twenty million for Seth Lugo. Done
3: in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, a heartbeat. If it was,
1: yeah, we we went through the whole argument a couple of weeks ago, Waka or Lugo, and we kind of figured it's probably a similar number, but if the, if the number was a lot it's, less for Lugo, I'd be tempted to go Lugo over Walker at that point. Take them both, man.
3: Two at, two, at, what, two at 20? Two at 20. Sign me what, up yeah. today. He better be the first name off the books if that's what you can get. JH619 in the chat says, how about develop a pitcher from the minors? It sounds fantastic. I think it would be great, and I think some of those guys are coming. The only thing you can cross your fingers... You need starting pitching for next year because you feel that you are in, you know, you're trying to win a World Series. You better hope that A.J. hangs on to the Lescos and the Snellings, uh, all, all of those guys as well, because to move those guys for premium pitching in the offseason, it, it sets you back a little
1: bit. On the non-pitching side, Bowdoin has Jorge Soler as uh, one of the best fits with the San Diego Padres. Projects a two years $32 million. Remember if he comes, pay attention during the middle of the innings when he's throwing balls into the stands. Uh, you don't want to get
3: beaned in the face. We look like morons. Uh, sports betting podcast says once you pay walk and Lugo, they're going to go to S. Bring young, hungry kids. Did this year not show y'all anything? LOL. I mean, it showed me that we have a really good pitching coach. That these guys work well together. I don't necessarily feel like Waka and Lugo are going to come in and put their feet up in Cruz. I, I don't. I think you know they're in the right place. They both had phenomenal seasons. I don't. I don't look at that and say we need to bring in young, hungry kids. Because there's just not a lot of those available either. You can't just go get young, hungry kids because, guess what? Teams have control of those guys. Let's think it through. You'd
1: you'd have to trade one Soto for young, hungry hungry kids. kids. And And
3: And then, by the way, are they good at that level? What is their innings limit? It's not as simple as, let's go get five young, hungry kids, pair them with Musgrove and Darvish, and then we ride. There's not young, hungry pitchers... Waiting on the street. The for you ones to sign. that are
1: already in your system, I promise you, if they're ready, the Padres will bring them up and give them an opportunity. But we don't know if any of those, the Snelling, um, you know, those guys, are ready to come up and contribute at the major league level yet, and certainly not for a whole season at 175 innings. Uh, you know, guys who are like 19, 20 years old—that's that's way too much of a stretch. So, yeah, I mean, if you find them, that's great. But they don't grow on trees, and you can't just make the decision to bring in young, hungry guys. You you can draft them, but then you gotta wait and be patient. There's a lot of patience involved.
3: Yeah, it's tough too, because this fan base and this team wants to win now. And uh missing the playoffs really set us back a lot, you know, and, and changed the narrative a little bit. So trying to uh trying to restart it a little bit.
1: What do we have coming up tomorrow? Uh we could be wrapping up the baseball season and the World Series if the Rangers win. In Game 5 tonight, uh, Eno Saris is going to be with us, maybe to post-mortem the World Series, or it'll be shifting over to Texas for a Game 6. And then you feel like, well, the Diamondbacks already went into Philadelphia and won Game 6 and 7 on the road to get to the World Series. Could they do it again if they win tonight and then go in and steal and win the World Series title just like they did in the NLCS?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I really hope that I really, really hope that that they win tonight to keep the thing going. I want, I want more games to watch. Uh, certainly, I, I think, think I, it's over tonight. Do you? You think it's it's Nasty over? Nate
2: on the mound. Nasty Nate yeah.
3: and Gallon. I mean, he's got to hit. You know, you got to find a way to get to Valdi and and uh, score some runs. But man, I just, I hope it keeps going. I want. I mean, if they going.
1: win, then I'm right. Texas in five. I yep. like being right. You do love more than anything. Almost eleven and zero on the road in the postseason, though, would be staggering. Quite the accomplishment.
3: Don't get cute, Rangers fans, thinking, hey, if we lose tonight, at least we can win the World Series at home. That'll get you every <laughs> single time. The Rangers have been vulnerable at home in the postseason. You don't care where you win it. You just want to win it. You just want to win it. Don't get cute. Got to get a, a, a World Series. You they know. only won one game at home in the ALCS. Yeah. They, <laughs> they lost, lost the other three at home. You don't want them coming back, because then you got Merrill Kelly, and or then they, you got who knows. No, they lost two. No, they lose all of them at home. Texas. Yeah. No, they won a home game, didn't
1: they? They didn't. They won all the road games. They lost all the home games Good against Lord. the Astros. They went 0 and three at home in the ALCS. They're one and one. So they're one and four in their last five home games in the playoffs and ten and oh in their last ten road games during the postseason.
3: Interesting. Interesting.
1: We'll also play some real or fake on a throwback Thursday. We've got more Stapleton tickets to give away tomorrow. And um yeah, that's that's what tomorrow is looking like on a Thursday here on and Woods. Maybe
3: some tea bagging? You never no, know. No, we already never, did that yesterday. You never know. Yeah.
1: Unless you're going to actually bring me a cup of Lipton. That's the
3: only kind of tea bagging I'll, I want to see. I'll bring you some Earl Grey, English breakfast, <laughs> my beloved. Have a great day, everyone.
1: Coach John Kintera Braden coming up next for our imaging director and executive producer, Paul Reindel. For Steven Woods. I'm Ben Higgins. Thanks for joining us on the Wednesday edition of Ben Woods on San Diego's number 1 sports
0: station 97.3 The Fan. Have a great rest of your day everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential
3: that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich.
0: The step back three. You bet. Music.
3: You said my world on fire